You're my darling angel. You're on. I don't even know what episode it is. Welcome to episode one. What? We're just saying whatever number now. 319. <laughs> episode one. Hmm. Welcome to episode 319 oh. of Dunn and Drew. Yeah, you're right. Yes, let's go. I'm Dunn. You're with. I'm Drew. We should just start doing that. And I'm Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have a full episode, man. Oh, it's, really? It's been so busy lately. Uh, last episode, if you guys remember, we ranked salads. That was so electric. It was. <laughs> it was like the best content of the year so far for Dun and Drew. Because, you know, Shannon Sharp dropped a fucking 200 million viewed podcast episode with Cat Williams. But anyway, I brought some ham salad for them to try live in the pod. Because they've never had it. They were looking at me like I'm crazy. And it's like one of my favorite salads. Remind them what's sitting on my desk right here. That right there? Yeah. Is that a fantasy football trophy? Yeah. Nice. I just want it's here probably until I lose it. And I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling a Roman Reigns reign here. I don't get cooking. That. I don't either. You will when I get to the Royal Rumble segment <laughs> later in the pod. Oh, thank God. Um Andy, I know you just ate dinner. It was very healthy by the way. It was like squash and Chicken. I'm addicted rice. to squash, by the way. Did wow. I already say that on hey, the pod? Yo. How? <laughs> Did I say that on the pod yet? I don't think so. You said you liked it, yeah, last week. Um, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's a whole new level. Yeah, it's so good. It's but like you're tired of chicken. It's like, oh, I eat squash every day. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Squash is so good. Roasted? Stoved. Whatever that, whatever that is. <laughs> sauteed? Pan seared, sauteed, whatever. Uh, but yeah, there's some chips in here, or you could eat it just plain <laughs> with our hands. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Be a be a savage for once. But here you go. It's from Honey Baked Ham. Oh, is- you got it from Honey Baked. <laughs> okay, I'm in. I'm in. You already know what the fuck going on. But yes, Honey Baked Ham. It's a chain. They serve ham <laughs> in, a, in ham dinners. And I used to get lunches from here when I worked in Daytona. Yeah. I used to go to Honey Baked Ham. You do uh, salads and. Sandwiches and a whole bunch of stuff. It's kind of like a deli. But. So you're talking about this ham, this ham salad last week. Yeah, it's in my. In I my like these top, chips. In my top five salads. Stacy's chips. Okay. Everybody's getting put on Thanks, today. Stace. But Stacy's chips. It should be addicting because there's high fruit, high oh. corn, corn syrup in it. Let me get a review. Honey baked ham knows knows their shit. They're them? That's so good. It's better than I thought. Yeah. I think I like it better than tuna salad and chicken salad. I could come around on it. Yeah. You could what? Nothing. You got to chill, Jack. Eric, you look like... Um, <laughs> what I look like? You look like you hit. You approaching sub 300. <laughs> where, where are you at? Man, you're right. Weighed this morning. It's Tuesday. I weigh every Tuesday now. I wait till after I shit because sometimes that shit could be like one to two pounds. Uh-huh. That's yeah. me. So I had a snake this morning. Oh. So I knew that was going to be at least 0.5. When I got on the scale, 308. Whoa. Right. You Point, really might do it. 0.6. Shit. You feel, it sounds like you don't believe him. <laughs> yeah, that might was tough. And last week we were 310. So if you're keeping track, we started at 323. Wow. Four weeks ago. And now we're at 308, which is 15 pounds. You can't tell, but if I do a side-by-side photo, you could tell already. Said, yeah. I started at 190 and I'm at 190. Nice. Nice, man. Thanks, guys. I think you might actually do it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but I. No, I. Uh, 
I'm not there yet. Well, I do something like extra. I do the fasting part, which is like pretty, yeah. pretty uh, extreme. I get headaches and I get really angry when I'm hungry. But I do understand that it's because my, it's like when people who are addicted to caffeine stop drinking caffeine. Yep. They get headaches. I'm addicted to food. When I don't eat as much as my body wants, it starts acting up. But I will say you just have to get past that because it eventually goes away. It's a, it's a consistency thing, repetition thing. The first week is going to be the hardest, but after you get a week of fasting under your belt, you're like, oh shit, it's noon and I'm not hungry for anything right now. As long as you stay hydrated as well. But it's worked for me every well, I, time I've done it. So I, I drink 10 LaCroix a day, so I'm, <clears throat> I'm chilling. I think you might be better off drinking alcohol. <laughs> like that's crazy. You have what would you have before? How many beers a day? Um, or maybe if, not even every day. Like no, not every day. Like just when he crazy. But, but Lacroix, in terms of financial, or just because Lacroix is nothing, it's just water. There's not any sugar in it. No, God, no! I wouldn't be doing this no, if it's sugar. It's in not it. a sugar water. Oh, I don't know. No, there's but zero everything. Okay, financially, probably that's close. It's close financially yeah so today i ate in only a three-hour window unless it's a week where i buy a liquor bottle of liquor so it was like 3 30 three hour that's three, impressive 3 30 to i would have gone to like soul food bistro <laughs> just stuff my face well that's what that's what i'm getting at i did stuff my face which is part of the reason why i walked here because i did feel a little guilty because i fit so much food in three hour window but it wasn't bad food it was okay. like that's fine then what was it? It was, but it's like I was still like pretty full, like from eating all of that. But I started with um this supplement called Bloom. It's like a powder. It's okay. uh like superfoods and, and super greens that you just mix with water and drink. That's only fifteen calories. <clears throat> then I worked out with only that in my system. Had a nice pump, like I told you in in text message. So I was feeling myself. You know, after you have a good workout, you're like, damn, I had to go. F- fuel up with some good food so that's what i did i uh got some grilled nuggets from chick-fil-a 24 of them whoa (laughs) because there's like 80 grams of protein in in a 24 count only 500 calories wow but 1400 grams of sodium so that was like 1400 yeah so that was like my most of my salt for the day so I got home with my Chick-fil-A nuggets. I put them in these 70 calorie wraps that have like 11 grams of fiber. Um, put the leftover rice that I had in it, which wasn't that much. It was like one scoop full. Made a salad with croutons, put some like Parmesan cheese on it, put feta in the wraps, and I ate all that. Then how many, I... How many wraps was that? Two wraps. Okay. So there were only 70 calorie wraps. So that wasn't that many calories. And then after I finished that... I went and got a can of tuna, opened it up, ate it, mixed it with like a like just a little bit of mayo, and that was ninety calories, twenty grams of protein. And then <laughs> I took a little break, and then I ate um, a protein shake. <clears throat> so it was ten ounces of almond milk with a scoop of my whey protein, with some Greek yogurt, and that's it. I mixed that up and drank that with. Um, a waffle with peanut butter on it, a banana, Holy and moly. a little bit of syrup. Oh, so. you said what you sent on Saturday, I think. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but just one of them. Okay, one of them with one banana, 
just like a small spoon of peanut butter. And then, so I ate all of that in like three hours, but I don't think that was like, you know, bad food choices. So, but I was bloated obviously because you're filling your tiny little stomach up with all of this. Mm. So <laughs> I decided to walk to do this pod, which is like a mile and a half from where I live to Andy's house, walk 40 minutes. I did a pretty brisk pace. So I got, I worked up a sweat. So I, I think I'll be feeling good tomorrow, but I did cut off six minutes of the walk. That's how fast I was going. So pretty proud of myself okay. today. But you know what started all that? Seeing the scale down two pounds after a uh-huh. week. Mm. So I've been grasping for straws lately, trying to figure out what what makes me like happy. Like what oh. what really makes me happy down on my core? And I'd say working out is up there. Like I love the feeling of working out, seeing the scale go down, just feeling better. I feel amazing. Not amazing, but I'm, I'm going to get there. The goal is under 300 by my birthday. So we are eight pounds away and we have 25 days left, I think. So three weeks. And Bro, push it. Try to do a pound a day. pound a day? Yeah. How the fuck am I going to do a pound a day? <laughs> <clears throat> um, just don't eat. Yeah. yeah, in that three hour window, don't eat anything. I don't eat and I'll just lose muscle and fat. So I'll just be a fucking just twig. Have you seen like the, the 48 hour fast thing? Thing? What thing? It's I've heard thing. of it. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I've seen like some like posts about it and like, I guess there's like scientific <clears throat> like reasoning why it could be good, but I can't imagine that's good for you. It's uh, I've actually done research. It's called autophagy. It's like a cell okay. reparation process. Reparations. <laughs> yes. So your cells start repairing their, themselves after like 24 hours of no food. Um, actually, no, it starts around 16 to 18. Mm-hmm. And then it gradually increases at 24, 36, 48. But it maxes out at 72 hours. So okay. you shouldn't go past three days without eating. That's but crazy. I only do. I've done 36 hour fast. Okay. I want to recommend it to anybody unless you like want to try it out and see what it does for your body. But no. Uh, <laughs> uh, I try to do just 16 to 18 hours minimum and it's fine. It's been working, but there are benefits to it, but mm. I wouldn't recommend it unless you do have goals that you want to expedite, which I do. Yeah. I don't think, I, th- I don't think this would be happening as quickly without fasting. That's for sure. Anyway, <laughs> just kidding. Um, I'm wait till we get to them lyrics. I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little afraid that. So, if I'm not, I'm never allowed to do something that's illegal or against the rules because I always, I always get caught. And I've been sneaking into Eric's gym every other day. Why do you say sneaking? Because I have one of their key fobs, and I'm sneaking in. Because I don't live there, and <laughs> they're, they're probably listening. It's that's yeah. Free coffee too. Well, hey, you're stealing the coffee. No, I don't drink no, coffee. Doesn't drink it. But if you wanted to, I could. It's there. But uh, yeah, I'm not allowed there. I'm breaking <laughs> and entering pretty much every time I do it. But there's like no one in the gym when I go. But I am worried that they're going to catch on. Like they're watching the camera. Like, okay, this guy, where's he coming from? And Monday, I rode my bike over there on my lunch break. And I don't know. I just felt like a lot. Like they see me enter the gate. They see me park my bike. 
go to the gym. Because the, the bikes are right in front of the leasing office too, right? I actually parked next to your apartment mm-hmm. bike rack. Oh, okay. And you can, there's so many cameras at the place. You can track <laughs> me from place to place. And then I'm done with the gym and then I get on my bike and I leave. And it just looks sus. So the thing about security cameras is, I feel like they're not even looked at until I hope so. Until, there until is something crime. happens, yeah. Okay. No, I don't think anyone's like sur- surveying the area twenty four seven. That'd be weird because I do some sketchy shit out there. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> uh, we have so on this podcast, we're going to talk about this is a health and wellness pod now. By the way, I think so. Sports are over. Some until my Jan- dry January is over, then it's. Back to the drinking. Uh, NBA season. Some stuff's happening. A lot of scoring last night. Uh, going to chat about that. And NFL playoffs. Some really good games. Especially Bills uh, Chiefs. That was so juicy and so <laughs> good. Like, it's just nice to have teams that when they match up, you know it's going to be a good game. Like, I being a fan of one of those teams, it must be nice to know that like, okay, my team's definitely going to get up for this game. And Bill's Chiefs always delivers. Um, Sadly, no Super Bowl party for us, though. What do you mean? Because Poirier lost. Oh, damn. So, I didn't even think about that. Fuck us. Uh, Jack's Movie Reviews is back. I assigned Saltburn to actually both of them. So Eric and Jack will both be talking about Saltburn and Jack has a uh, book report ready to read uh, later on and um, nope I won't tease that that'll be a little surprise at the end all right let's uh oh yeah intro I guess thanks What was your favorite game from the weekend? Uh, I mean, Bill's Chiefs, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid question. That's just <laughs> allows us to start there, I guess. Um, I know Packers Niners was enthralling. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Niners won by three. Yeah. What and a choke. They I were all good except the first one. Yeah. The first one. The Ravens-Texans game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I was... We We watched at a pub and... That was big for me. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was big for me to go to a pub, watch football, and drink water. I'm proud of you. So It's fun, isn't it? I did. No. I did replace <laughs> it with uh, a lot of bad food. So I did hit my my endorphin levels. I think that's what it's called. Not just that day, too, because you did it two days later. But we won't get into that. The day after, I think. Okay. Sunday, yeah. Yeah, okay, I bought cookies, so what? No, you didn't just buy them. Yeah, I ate a few. Half the bag. <laughs> Half the bag. <laughs> uh, yeah, pa- so I saw a post after Packers Niners that, like, Brock Purdy haters, like, are having a bad day. And just the eye test, like, I didn't go back. I'm looking at the stats right now for the first time. But the eye test, I was like, oh, 
Purdy keeps like he's not impressing me at all. Like, there were two Packers interceptions that were dropped. That game yep. should have been way worse than it was. Like I was watching, thinking like, yeah, the Niners definitely are here in spite of Brock Purdy, and I don't know when um, Debo Samuel went down, but early. Okay. Then so came back, but why, then got hurt again. It's like they just can't operate without him. It's crazy. Just one player. But, uh, yeah, I'm just not not super impressed by Purdy. And if Debo Samuel can't go versus the Lions, like, the Lions should be praying that Debo – I mean, I feel like he will because the NFC Championship game. If he has any ability, he will. But if Brock Purdy doesn't – like, that, I wonder what kind of line sway that would be whether Debo's playing or not because he's got to be the most like impactful player on there. I know Christian McCaffrey is, Mm. but like in terms of just their offense being able to function, it just seems like Debo's Debo's been equating to wins and losses pretty much. Like when he was out, they lost. I don't know how long he was out during the three game losing streak. Did they have someone else out or was it just Debo during that? Williams Williams got hurt in that stretch, I think. In the Browns game, I'm pretty sure. In the Browns game, they I feel like they had so many guys hurt during that game. Like maybe Kittle too, I don't recall. I understand that the logo thing is going on right now, the logo conspiracy, but mm. for some reason, I just feel like this Lions team is destined to be in the Super Bowl. Just Jared Goff getting revenge. Uh, Dan Campbell's fucking, he was made fun of back when he was talking about biting off kneecaps, and now he's built this roster. It's ground up and it's kind of inspirational that I got myself rooting for the Lions but it's just tough to do that but I I really think that they can beat the 49ers this team's all there they got everything so fuck the logo go Lions I might put some money on it I bet the uh, Lions the spreads uh, Lions plus seven whoa wow that's crazy you took points or I altered it up to lines plus six to get a little better odds. That's such betting, <laughs> like what, vernac- vernacular. Oh, I upped it. Would you say you can take an alternate line? Oh, I took an alternate, alternate. line of lines plus six. So sick. What? Just because you got better odds, you got you're gonna get more money if they win. A little bit. Why not five? You weren't weren't that bold. bold. <laughs> no. Wasn't that bold? Who do you think will win outright? This is just a straight up, no parlay. Yeah, yeah, just straights. Um, no gays. Hmm? hmm. I guess if I had to take the winner, I would probably pick the Forty ers but <clears throat> I don't I see. It. Clo- I think it'll be close, and I could always see the Lions winning, though. Oh, they will. Way to not pick a side there, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> uh. Chiefs line is going to be stupid. Oh, man. Uh, when it comes to Chiefs, okay, I guess we can still talk about the last weekend, but I feel like people are over it. Uh, Chiefs-Bills was just fantastic, even though my internet randomly took a shit during the best game of the year, maybe. Do we have a game of the year consensus? I can't really remember the shit season. Shit, if I remember. Well. My brain is fucking fog lately. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I still think Niners... Packers was better than Bills Chiefs. Whoa. I'm trying to remember Niners Packers. Was that on the same day? No. No, Saturday night. Yeah. 
Wait, there's something I want to bring up about the Lions Pet Bucks game. Uh, was it the, the uh, timeout at the end? Yeah, yeah, the ending. That was one of them. What happened? I have it here. The Lion, it was third and 12, like the very last like kneel down possession for the Lions. They were up 31 20, they're up eight, 31 23. It's third and 12 with 36 seconds left, and they knee it. And the Bucks didn't use their last timeout. They just let it run and let the game be over. So if they take took a timeout, the Lions would have punted? They, if they took a timeout, the Lions would have attempted a 48-yard field goal. But when oh. asked about it after the game, Todd Bowles was like, the game was over. Why did it delay the inevitable? But it really wasn't because they took a timeout. They kick a field goal and miss. The, the Bucks have 30 seconds to score a touchdown. What the heck? Yeah, that should be a no-brainer. He's just dumb. I don't yeah, know. Wait, he, Todd he Bowles did something else that was dumb. He just gave up. <laughs> we talked about this on Hogline last night. Actually, it was after. Uh, but the uh, do you guys know Vita Vea on the Bucks? Yes. Yes. They're three hundred fifty pound. Don't insult. Don't insult our intelligence. Sorry. Uh, the three hundred fifty pound. As I struggle to complete a sentence. Defensive tackle. <laughs> the and Samoan. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll send it to you guys. But this one, this guy on Twitter that we like that watches film, uh, Benjamin Solak, he. Uh, just tweeted this all 22 video just saying Todd Wait, Bowles. he was covering someone. I saw the tweet. Todd Bowles is unwell. Oh. And if you just, I sent you guys, it, you can see he sent, so Vita Vea is number 50, lined up as like a, out, like a, like the Mike linebacker. That's like funny. A, what the fuck? They sent him as a, like a, a free rusher. Oh my God. He was. What is that? That's funny. <laughs> Hey, buddy got ran over though. How come Mike Caldwell doesn't do well, he's not on our team anymore, but that's funny. Yeah, he came on the edge. He just like just bull rushed him. He threw, <laughs> nearly threw the I don't know if that was a tight end or a tackle on him. I like how he didn't go to Penny Sewell's side. Oh, that was a tight end, I think. Bro, yeah, Sam Laporta Sam Laporta continues to just be a freaking monster. I think that's Brock Wright. I can't tell. Yeah, Sam Laporta is like Mr. Reliable, like every down. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fantastic. Already, he's already the best tight end in the league. Whoa. Like top, at least top three. That's crazy, and it's top true. Two. Top two. It's true, which is crazy. He was just drafted. Who was drafted? What tight ends were drafted ahead of him? I know there were some. Knox. Not Knox. The fuck? Kincaid. Kincaid. Ooh. Meyer. Oh, yeah. Michael Meyer and uh, Musgrave maybe in the Packers. No, I think Laporta was first. I know Meyer was, was a first few. round. No, Meyer was second rounder. Sorry. Well, like I said last week, thank God Brenton Strange was not drafted ahead of Laporta. That would be my ticket out of here. <laughs> Sounds like you still want to be out of here just because he's on the team anyway. I just, I'm salty by the Lions draft class, like the amount of players they hit on, and we just struggle to hit on anyone. It's just. And the fact that Trent Baalke still has, like, power on a franchise. Like, he's just been involved in – he's not done any, anything impressive, and he has all this power with our our team. It's crazy. Anyway, not going to talk about the Jags. Yeah, it's NBA season, and we're boycotting. Uh, Jack, are you nervous that that 
terrible decision to give DeMar Hamlin the ball on the fake punt hurts his comeback player of the year chances because no they already voted oh you lucky bastard because if they've had the vote after that that's tough because that's like our last thing you have the last taste we have of demar hamlin like i'm after seeing that i'm like well that's joe flacco's but the last he's a flacco he threw two horrible pick sixes so. but it's been enough time to forget about that i guess but the award shows in two weeks so Damn. They voted like right before. Hypothetically, they voted right before then. That's also enough time passed that, like, oh, remember he died. Mm. So I'm not worried. I was at one point. Yeah, yeah. I really want to know what they were thinking on that play to put Tamar Hamlin back there. Well, he's always back there, but it was a, uh, a like a pre-snap check they have. Because the Chiefs only had ten guys in the field, so it, it's a check they have. If, if there were, if the other team is, if you catch them in a personnel change and there's only ten guys, that that's what their call was. So what was it like fourth and five or six? I think five. Wasn't like an easy thing to pick up. Yeah. And then I think when the Chiefs got the ball back, that was when the ball went out of the end zone on their oh. yeah, their drive. Yeah, it was. It was like a. It canceled out. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Ball going out of the end zone and then it being a touchback. That's so funny that it's happened so many times this season, it feels like. And then, of course, it happens in that game that has everything. That game had everything. Yeah. I also love that Stefan Diggs couldn't complain after this one because he dropped that dime, yeah. that 100-yard that <laughs> dime. That I don't think I've ever like just been so like that was such an aesthetically pleasing just bomb that he threw. It was massive. He throws he he throws punts. Yeah, I don't understand it. It was a perfect sprawl, and he just winds up. It's like that's a very rarely does Josh Allen get to throw it like as far as he can. I feel like, and I think that was like as far as he could throw it, and it was just very pleasing to see that. But then Stefan Diggs drops it. You see the meme of, uh, well, the meme of him, like whenever that was a couple years ago, I was just standing in the confetti watching them. Yes. And then it was mm-hmm. like, bro, still there four years yeah. later. They just keep adding captions to the same yeah. picture. Does, it's kind of crazy. Did Have the Bills last four years always? No, they've only played them three times because he's 0 3 versus the Chiefs in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah last three year of the last was four the years. Bengals, they lost. Oh, they got snow. smacked. Yeah. That's right. So Josh Allen can't get past either of them. Wow, Burrow or Mahomes. But I, do you really blame Josh Allen for this game? No, no he did everything. Not right. this game. Yeah, like he, he was, was running good. all over them. He was throwing the ball. Yeah, like, I thought they were gonna win. Oh, yeah. I know it could have been anyone's game, but I was rooting for him. They had us. They had a ton of chances to go score. The Chiefs were letting them, but it just didn't happen. And then the fucking missed field goal. It just ruined everything. Yeah, the OT would have been great, especially. I'm well, it wouldn't have been OT because Mahomes would have had it with time, right? Yeah, yeah, he would have had it with plenty of time. Yeah. But so, who knows? Maybe, maybe Bills D would have stepped up for once. We don't. We'll never know. Now we we'll have to wait we'll for never another know. Bills Chiefs game in the playoffs. But I remember back when you saying like get rid of kicking. I'm like I, I'm won it now. I'm tired of kickers. They ruined the 49ers Packers game. They ruined this game. Just but the Bills could have gotten rid of the kicker if they just went for the touchdown. It's, yeah. it's the team's choice whether they want to want a kicker or not. Yeah, you can get rid of the kicker. 
You cannot roster a kicker if you don't want to. So I kind of may have gone back on that. Kicker's just <laughs> there. You can have, you can kick, sure, kick, kick. Okay, but you could also miss it like that. They could have gone for it on fourth down. Although I think it was like fourth and thirteen. Yeah, it was fourth and eight, maybe pretty, pretty deep. He did have Stevon Diggs like on second down or whatever crossing across the field. Yeah, I did see that. Um, and then the, so they also tough. did have a drop. So. But it, it will never be the Bills' time, I don't think. Not as long as Mahomes. That's, that sucks. Because you got you usually have Burrow, and Burrow was hurt all year, so you didn't even get to see if he was going to make it deep. Those Bills fans were so ready because they finally get the Chiefs in their stadium. And I can't imagine how they they shoveled they shoveled off the snow right. to to sit there. They shoveled snow for two weeks. Oh. <laughs> to watch to Mahomes watch. <laughs> say, I don't care where I play. I can beat you here too. And they pelted him with snow. So I I really enjoyed that. I like that. Thing. Yeah. I like <laughs> that the players looked like they were smiling, like dodging the snowballs. Like it wasn't a big deal. Right. Security wasn't arresting the the fans that were throwing snow. Uh, if they was throwing bottles and stuff, they would have, or even popcorn, like someone tossed at a. Oh, who, it was the Eagles oh, game. Yeah. <laughs> Like they went off, yeah. Why they go after him? But like you can throw a snowball, which hurts a lot more than popcorn, and you're not in trouble. I mean, and a whole point. whole fan base Thank was doing you. it. So, yeah, I think that's what you're allowed to do. If you if you have to sit in snow, you're allowed to throw it. Um, the last time the AC Championship didn't feature the Chiefs or Patriots. Oh God! Wait, can you guess? Chiefs or Patriots? What was the quarterback matchup or like the teams and or the year? I feel like I saw a graphic of this. The year. So it would obviously have been Steelers. Maybe. Well, I don't know if that's obvious. Could have been Broncos versus Ravens or something. Was it Joe Flacco's year when he won the Super Bowl MVP? Uh, no. Wait, that played, was a long time he ago. He played the Patriots that year. <laughs> 2000 and... Okay, let me just go back. 18, I think, Brady was in there. Wait, what about when Brady went to Tampa Bay? Oh, then, then the Chiefs took over. So I have to go further back. 17, Brady was there. 16, I think Brady was there. 15, Broncos were there, but probably versus Brady. Who else did the Broncos beat in the AFC Championship? I'm just guessing that was the year. 14. I don't know. I'd say around 13, 14. 2011. Ah, what? <laughs> um, it was Mark Sanchez versus Big Ben. Wow. Mark Sanchez. So really the 2010 season, but 2011, the game occurred. Damn. We were just high school seniors. And I think that's good for... The NFL. Because you need a villain. That's kind of like when the Golden State broke up, I became kind of less interested. Mm -hmm. Like, not broke up, but became, yeah, they lost, like, Durant, and Mm -hmm. they just didn't have what they used to have. I think it's good to have a villain. Like, the NFC, when the NFC has playoffs, I'm definitely less interested. Just because it's, I don't know, there's not that one staple. Yeah, I get you. Like, it, there's something to look for in the AFC. Like, I want to see 
the powerhouse get beaten. You want to see the Cowboys get beat though? That I enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> That's still crazy that that happened like that. <laughs> and then in Packers fashion, they lose to the Niners. In terms of this season though, I wanted the Bills to beat them now. Like the Ravens beating them doesn't really do anything for me. Like, I don't know. I like Lamar Jackson. Cool. I'd rather see the NFC team beat the Chiefs than I'd than Lamar Jackson winning. I mean, I agree as a division rival, I guess, but I don't hate them that much. Well, Ravens? I don't, are, I, don't, I don't hate the Ravens. They're just like, they're, they're just boring. They're <laughs> Ra- boring to me. Ravens are favored three and a half. I bet the Chiefs plus, I, I altered that up to Chiefs plus three. <clears throat> Whoa. Why? To get better odds. No, like, <laughs> who do you think wins outright? Did I ask this? I kind of, you asked no. about the other game. I, I, I actually do think I more lean the Chiefs to wow. win, but I like the three-point cushion I have if they lose by a field goal. Man saying, wow, like Mahomes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a good point. I can argue that the Ravens could win by double digits like easily because the Chiefs have struggled on offense all year and the Ravens have an incredible defense. And then Lamar is able to expose the man defense that the Chiefs like to play. But I could also say that the Chiefs do play really good man defense and Lamar will have to be extremely accurate. But he has been. Or use his legs a lot like Josh did. <clears throat> Which would be exposing the... Which shouldn't yeah. be a problem. Fuck. Yeah, I, I can... I, I think Ravens win, like... Probably could be comfortably. But I am mm. not <laughs> good at this, I will admit. I just I Most of my predictions are wrong. I think we're in for another close game. Another three-point battle. Seeing the Chiefs have to go on the road again. The Chiefs in Baltimore. I feel like we haven't seen this matchup very often. Like the Chiefs specifically in Baltimore? Or just Chiefs Ravens? Chiefs Ravens. Ravens. And then specifically Chiefs in Baltimore. Did you see someone call a potential Ravens-Lions Super Bowl the fentanyl bowl? Yes. (laughs) And then someone else said this this Super Bowl will be too black? Yeah. And also saw people saying... uh, I don't see Taylor Swift going to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait for Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that could be that could be rough being that close to fans in the little sweet box. Speaking of which, Jason Kelsey was Uncle. Uncle Unc Uncle Jason was all in the stands with the fans. That was that was interesting. Shirtless. They were, they were like, like he, he, he's really retired, huh? <laughs> he seems like he has a lot of left if he's able to go shirtless in that cold of environment, hop hop the railing, hang out with fans, hop back in. Um, well, when you're drunk, you're invincible, and that man was black. Yeah. <laughs> he was having such a good time. I like that I mean, version of him. Yeah. If I was him, I probably would have the time of my life there, too. Your brother's playing... In the AFC champion or divisional round, you're you're he's, in a suite with Taylor Swift, he's dating fucking the biggest pop star in the world. Just great life, great life. 
13 year NFL career. You won a Super Bowl. Maybe the best center ever. Yeah. You're Whoa. a Hall of Famer. You know, that's coming. I'd be drunk off my ass, too. Yeah. Enjoy retirement. Yeah. Do you see that uh, Travis Kelsey might retire, too? He won't. But I see. Are you reporting this now? now? Yeah, I'm reporting he won't. Whoa, that contradicts a uh, CBS reporter. Can't remember who it was. I got more pull. I believe it. So he won't retire. I mean, he keeps saying himself. I would love he for him won't to retire. Re- he's not going to retire. Maybe if they win a Super Bowl, he could. I don't know. I, I don't I don't think he will. But, like, I get how it kind of makes sense with his brother retiring. and He met the girl woman of his dreams. Ready to settle down. Get married. They just go off into the sunset and keep doing their podcast. Take it to new heights. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I wonder where they came up with that name. Like That's where they're from. Oh, it's called New Heights, Ohio or something? It's called well, Cleveland Heights, Ohio. And oh. Kinda, I, okay. Yeah. I knew there had to be something because the New Heights is. So everybody from Ohio. Jeez. Can't get away from the state. Um. See, so yeah, I have chief. I have Ravens. Jack has Chiefs. Eric, who do you have? I have Chiefs. Wow, <clears throat> bro! Can you imagine them in the Super Bowl again? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like all season, how like oh, finally it's not the Chiefs' year. Psych. Here they are. Yeah. Why do we do this? I hope it's Chiefs lines because the first game of the season is also the last game. Whoa. Oh, yeah, that'd be crazy. There's yeah. something cooking there. No Kelsey. You kind of cooked game. with that. Thanks. Was that yours? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I promise it was mine, but then it was said on a very popular podcast. That's why you Damn. can't listen to other podcasts because then you feel like it's not yours. But I'm telling you, I thought of it originally. As, as, yeah, the, as this Bill Chiefs game was happening, I was like, whoa. Whoa. Because I was thinking about potential matchups that could be. You gave up on Twitter? You'd stop tweeting, I think. Yeah. You should have tweeted that. Got tired of Steelers stats. Yeah, and the Steelers stats turned bad. I would do. <laughs> yeah, Chiefs Lions. That would be cool. I just, there's something about this Lions team, man. They're going to do it. Oh, yeah. And if Debo doesn't play, they're 100% going to do it. I have a Chiefs Taylor Swift question. Should we save for the Taylor Swift segment? Chiefs Taylor Swift. Uh, No, go now. Do you think that there are some. Or at least one naive Taylor Swift fan that thinks that Taylor Swift is genuinely contributing to the Chiefs' success this year. Why would that make him naive? Because no, if anything, she she's making it like if anything, Travis Kelsey's playing a little worse than he's ever played. I could just see like a someone so obsessed with Taylor Swift be like she just brings the vibes, and that's how they're winning. Yeah. That's for sure. That's yes. You're right. I thought that was. A funny I agree. Thought. That's a good thought. There are plenty of teenage fans out there that probably are saying that. <laughs> but he did have a game. He had two touchdowns. Yeah, and I took his his more more than six reception on Prize Picks, and guess what? He had five for seventy five and two touchdowns. <laughs> Such a big game, but couldn't get the six receptions. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, he's got to stop. <sighs> the receptions are. I hate doing receptions. It's yeah, like that's too nerve wracking. It's like one of my least favorite stats to choose. It's like pass pass yards, rush yards, or interceptions. It's all I'm touching. 
And while we're on the subject, you guys can download Prize Picks. Use code Dun and Drew for a hundred percent instant deposit match, up to one hundred dollars. I have been posting my entries every day for the entire month, and I'm proud to say that I have two wins, and they happened three weeks ago. Did you make your money back? If not, don't say it. We want to give them good publicity. I won three times. I'll say that. Your balance is at like 400 bucks. Shut up. It was from the Calvin Ridley one. I nope. never withdrew it. Nope. All right. <laughs> but that was $375. All my, right. So my, you won 20 bucks since then. Yeah. yeah, won, yeah <clears throat> 25 and some change. And I'm going to try to get to the 400 mark this weekend by taking a couple of uh, Green Goblins. With. And yeah, there's the McCaffrey free square. Yeah, I, I missed out on that because I tried to lock in the the low numbers early. It's still there. No, I mean I'm not, I'm at a promo. Oh, so I see, I see, I see. I okay. use the last five dollars of of promo that we get on this last entry so I can get to four hundred in my Prize Picks account. Gotcha. Because I've been stuck at three ninety five because I've been losing every day. Like it, it's been so bad that I started putting it on tennis because the Australian yikes. Open's going on. Don't say yikes. I watch tennis, but uh, it's just hard. It's hard to predict. So I have Christian McCaffrey. He needs. He just needs sixty yards, and Jameer Gibbs needs twenty-five rushing yards the whole game. Okay, and I'll win six dollars fifty cents. And you may be listening, giggling to yourself, but. That would put me at $401. And that's really all I really want. I just want to hit to the next $100. And if this doesn't hit, <laughs> then I don't know. I'm just going to have to leave the money in there until February. Yeah, you don't. Because right. I cannot withdraw this money without getting to 400 I just can't do it, guys. I think I'm going to pair McCaffrey with a Goblin Kelsey, 39 and a half. So just Kelsey needs to get 40 yards. And that'll get me thirty-eight bucks off twenty. Off twenty, you should do. I think Lamar Jackson's rush yards are a good one to take as well. Let's see what they're at. I think it's at like sixty something. What if it's a go- uh, what is <clears throat> goblin at? Goblin's at thirty-nine and a half. He has a goblin on rush yards. Yep, the demon hey. is eighty-nine and a half. And they, then this, the normal is 64 and a half. They've been updating the app today, I see. But yeah, that's all, that's all I'm doing this weekend. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet, not bet. Whoa. I'm not going to do that. That's, I am going crazy. to place an entry on Father. Oh, how's Father going to do? I'm taking his goblins, so his lower uh, receiving yards. Just need 39 and a half. 39 and a half. And then paired with McCaffrey's free square. Of a half, it'll get me thirty-eight bucks. If you bet how much, or if you put how much money in, twenty. Yeah, it's, it's just nothing. Like why? That you did a little green one, a little green goblin. I want the guaranteed money. You're basically just taking what Prize Picks gives us to <laughs> bet to place entries on. And you're just like putting that in your bank. Isn't that? Why not dream. like try to? Isn't that what we want? Why, why not try to? <laughs> boy, steal it. Try to turn that into yeah. Why not try to turn that into something crazy? Something your dreams. How has that worked out for you, Keeman? I'm getting four hundred bucks here soon. Gee. 
Jeez. Come on. I had to wait all season. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's not good. But hey. I mean, they, they say don't go, don't, don't play to mm. try to get rich. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just so wanting, it's just want 38 bucks. It's like a long, it's, See, a, it's a long game. No. That 38 bucks is. That's why I did five anymore. every day and I got nothing. Listen to this. This is why I swing for the fences. Uh oh. I did almost all. What's the opposite of goblin? Devil. Demon. Demon. I almost did all demons. $10 entry. Four player, four demons. Christian McCaffrey to score two touchdowns. He mm-hmm. got it. Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown. He got it. CJ Str- Anders Carlson, the kicker for Green Bay, to score two field goals. He did it. What I missed out on, CJ Stroud's passing two touchdowns. If he did, and he was really close. He uh, was not close. He had zero. <laughs> but he, the opportunity he showed up, he was showed there. He up to play the game, so the other opportunity was there. That's right. <laughs> what was the payout? $10 would have got me $275. If bum-ass CJ oh. Stroud could sc- throw two touchdowns, but he can't, and I'm down on CJ. That was a shit. That was a terrible game. That's 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 tough I, against the Ravens D. I'm surprised you uh, you took that. I th- I saw either he's going to keep going crazy, or the Ravens are going to score a lot, and he'll have to play catch up and just throw two uh, some late touchdowns. I see division. Have you ever tried non-alcoholic IPA? No. No. What's in your cup water? Yeah. Can you pound it so I can have you taste this? It's it's oddly it very similar. No, but it's just gonna be a sip. I you have me eat ham. You're not fasting. Oh bro, it's six sixty-five calories. Sheesh. Come on. That's now. for the whole can though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. a sip would be like one calorie. How many sips are in a can? I understand. Um my sips, there's like five oh, sips. Pound it. So that's thirteen calories. Just kidding. There's not five sips. Breaking my fast for non-alcoholic beer. God damn! <laughs> I'm trying to get you a little stupid. Boy, pour a whole shot in here. It smells good. It's gonna taste. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna taste. Like, you haven't had this taste in over a month. I know. I don't miss it, but it smells good. That's what we do for our craft beer. What we sniff? <laughs> sniff the notes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for Jack to try it, but I don't think he will. I won't. Because you've never had, you don't even know what beer tastes like. This would give you a good idea without having to drink alcohol. It kind of goes down like soda. Tastes like a beer soda. What do you mean goes down? The texture is like a soda in my mouth. Not a bad thing, but. It doesn't have the kick. It's pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't give doesn't you, have doesn't the, give you the shivers when yeah. it goes down. Doesn't have the hops. Yeah, the hops. As they say That's in it. beer world. But damn, how many calories was that? Fuck. You fine. Uh NBA scoring was crazy last night with Carl Anthony Towns hitting 70 something on the anniversary the eighteenth year anniversary of Kobe scoring eighty one. Wait, no, I'm sorry. No, Embiid, Embiid had seventy something. Cat had like sixty one. 662. And an L to the Hornets. Yep. Just are the Hornets bad? Yep. They're very bad. And the Timberwolves they've, they've, are the best team in the West. What? Yeah. And they locked Anthony Edwards down. I don't know how that happened, but 
So that's why their coach was upset because he lost to the worst team. Yeah, the Hornets are. Uh, where are they in the East? They're thirteenth in the East. They're ten and thirty-one. So apparently, <laughs> oh my! So apparently, they put up one hundred twenty-eight. They were trying to feed Carl Anthony because he had some good first and second quarter scoring. So they wanted to get him as many points as possible, and I guess that resulted to them losing the game. Yeah, I think he had forty-four at half. So here's Timberwolves head coach Chris Finch responding to that. Four points in a row or baskets in a row doesn't, you know, obviously we're going to try to feed a hot hand, look for a hot hand, but at some point we got to get back to making the right play. We got to get back to doing the right things. Um, and, um, you know, let's just, uh, like I said, there's a lot of ways to be immature. There's always a lot of ways to be immature. Um, and there was a lot of immature performances here throughout the the roster we totally disrespected uh, the game ourselves um and we got exactly what we deserve so chris did did you also see i mean did it turn into carl trying to hunt like a absolutely a, a big number and yeah i mean it was i mean but for a while i mean it was going um but you know down the stretch we you got uh, you know kind of dried up for us but um yeah so just because you've um in the first quarter, he had 22, second quarter, 22, third quarter, 14, fourth quarter, four. But I'm, I mean, I don't know how fully how basketball works. Can't the coach, did he not notice that in real time? Can't he just switch what's going on? Like, how did he not recognize that in real time? Basketball is pretty fluid. I mean, he probably did and maybe told them, but they just didn't listen. I don't know. Their yeah. justification was that this guy keeps scoring or scoring. I'll just keep feeding to him. Because they took a full timeout with 12 seconds left, and they took another full timeout with two seconds left. So he had, he had two different times where he could have been like, hey, this is the play we're going to run. But in one of the plays, Carl Anthony Towns was blocked on a layup, and then he misses the buzzer beater from three. So you score all them points just like to fold. <clears throat> the difference with Embiid is um, – Towards the end of the game, they started to like pull away, so uh, it didn't have to come to Embiid to win that game. But Spurs, were but he could have hit eighty. He could have. Who were the 76ers playing? Spurs. Oh no! How was Wembenyana <laughs> doing against them? Wembenyana. Uh, <laughs> uh, he had thirty three. Oh my he, goodness! He had a fuck ton of points. Um, Embiid had twenty one free throws, which is crazy. So without all of those free throws, but he shoots like he averages 12 free throws a game. So that's already, you already know Embiid is going to do that. But um, ever since he got his new coach, Nick Nurse from Toronto, Toronto. I think, Embiid's been playing a lot more in the paint. So he's getting fouled a lot more because he's unguardable down there. You know, in the NBA now, all the bigs are playing outside, shooting threes and shit. That's why Carl Anthony Towns had 10 fucking three-pointers. But – and Bede's playing more down low now, so he's getting a ton of fouls, a ton of free throws. So his scoring has gone way up. But he averages still averages over thirty six a game. Yeah, he's halfway through the season. He's a monster. Wow. But it, I hear that, and I'm like, oh well, it never amounts to anything. It doesn't. This is the first year with the new coach, though, so we'll see. And no Harden, who I think was kind of a mm. burden on their squad last year. But before the game, Popovich was asked about how he's going to stop Embiid. Did you see that quote? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he was like, we're going to hammer his ass. And um, obviously Popovich being who he was, who he is, 
was joking, of course, because he obviously knows that Embiid's going to fucking beat their ass. And he did. Speaking of getting your ass beat, Caitlin Clark got absolutely pummeled, <laughs> pummeled by a fan running onto the court. Obviously exaggerating. I uh, think that was a professional flop by Caitlin. Did you guys see it? It's we pretty, did. Pretty we good, did yeah. see it. She had 42 points. God damn. Okay, if you're listening and you don't know Caitlin Clark, Caitlin Clark is, I'm sure somebody does it. She's the best women's basketball player in the world right now. Wow. And she's in college. She's in college. She plays for the Iowa Hawkeyes, who are ranked second. Do you think I could beat her one-on-one? No. So just no. drain threes in your eye all day. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> she shoots from the logo damn near. It's like Dame yeah. Lillard. Um, she had seven, seven threes in that game. Oh, my God. And they're ranked second in the nation. She's just coming off last season where they lost in the national championship to LSU and Angel Reese. So she's on, like, this revenge tour right now to get back there and try to win it again. And she loses to Ohio State on the road. The fans obviously storm the court because that's what happens in college basketball. You're a low-ranked low team. You beat a fucking ranked team. Usually storm the court. F- happened against FAU like, a couple times this year. That's just college basketball culture. So she took the opportunity, being salty and a sore loser, to bring the attention on herself away from the L. So she runs into this fan that's storming the field, field. flops, like does a little twirl. Uh huh. Like it was a it was a pirouette. Did the fan fall? Yeah, they both fell. Oh. But Kaylin Clark did a spin. So yeah. like she was like, "Woo!" She yeah. did a whole FIFA fucking move. And then she got like carried off. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, you didn't see. No. Then she was on the she was on the court for a little bit, like grabbing up whatever, and then oh, she got helped off the court. My <laughs> God, she got like help off the court. With, like, oh my <laughs> God! All I did was saw the hit, and I scrolled over on the Instagram, whatever. I just saw the hit, and I scrolled over, saw her interview, like two seconds, and I didn't care that much, so I stopped watching. No, carried she, off is crazy. That was not well helped off. She wasn't carried, I don't think. But that's, but yeah, she Paul pierced it for sure. That's so funny. Uh, we're watching a video right now. That it's YouTube short. Yeah. Oh my god. No, not carry, but she oh, acts yeah. like she can't even feel the left her left arm. <laughs> All because she lost. Sad. Kobe would never. Kobe would just walk off. But she yeah. averages 32 points a game. Wow. That's insane. Do you For think her. she could play in the NBA? No. No. I know. I just want you to <laughs> say it. She's six feet tall. Ooh. Hot. Hot. Okay. Sus. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch a game to see if like she actually like drives to the hoop or plays down low or she just just shoots threes all game. She drives. Okay. You watch? Student I remember I watched uh, She's just simp. The, yeah, <laughs> the national championship last year against LSU. Nice. That's it. That's all oh. I got. Oh. Do you feel like NBA players are scoring? Scoring in NBA, NBA, like individual scoring? I feel like 10 years ago, if someone got 40 points, it was like, oh, wow, wait. 15 years ago, it was like, oh, my God. 40, good game. Nowadays, it's so commonplace. No one ever got 60 points, I feel like, 15 years ago. This is... But now it happens, like, once a month. 
Yeah, it does. Donovan Mitchell had like 60 points this season too. It's I feel like there's no defense in the league right now. Everyone just wants to shoot and be the next 81-pointer. Mm. But the NBA is still fun. It's still fun to watch, and I still like the drama of it. <clears throat> and NBA Twitter is – I think they're I think they're in the lead right now on Twitter as far as the funniest group. NBA Because NBA Twitter is the reason Drew, Drew Walls is who he is right now. <laughs> they first discovered his vids. Pretty sure. NBA stat. LeBron James has played against 35% of all players in NBA history. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Wow. Of all players ever? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Because it's like, okay, he wasn't alive for when fucking Jerry West was playing. No, he's included in this field. Oh, is he? All players ever. <clears throat> Every player in NBA history. Think of all of them. LeBron's played against 35% of them. Almost half. That's not almost half. 35's a little further. It's over a third. <laughs> Jack. Keep going. You had a ranking you wanted us to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want you to rank the quarterbacks from yes. the 2020 uh, draft class. Oh, God. I this shall is, remind this you. must be Pickett. No, yeah, that was 2022. 2020. What? In order, uh, Burrow was first overall. The next quarterback taken was Tua, fifth. Then Herbert, sixth. And then Jordan Love, 20th. I think, or in the Should 20s. you have a list to make sure? And then Jalen Hurts in the second round by the Eagles. Oh, what a class. So rank those five. This was prompted by NFL and CBS. Uh, on Instagram. You don't, don't worry about it. Okay, it was prompted by solely me. And, uh, well, I mean, it was prompted because their ranking took me aback. So, I, uh, yeah. So, collective ranking, you guys have to agree. Go. Okay. Start we have five. to agree. Start at five. Yeah. Who's the fifth? Five is going to be two. Four. Four. Wait, what are the others? Name the quarterbacks Herbert, again? Burrow, oh, okay. Hurts, Love. Four is going to be Hertz. It's going on recency bias. I guess so. Recency. Three is going to be. Three's got to be love. Why? Who are the other ones? Herbert and Burrow. Unless you have to put Burrow at three because he didn't play all year. No, that doesn't matter. Cute bias. That does play a role. Love is at three, then. He ain't better than Herbert and Burrow. Okay, he's not there yet. He hasn't proved it yet. So, Love at three. Maybe if he beat Niners, he'd be a little <laughs> higher. Herbert and then Burrow. Although, you know. I'd put Herbert one. I'd only, I'd only put Herbert two just because Burrow's gone to a Super Bowl. Not Herbert's fault. Yeah, I know, but they're so close that I need a tiebreaker, and going to the Super Bowl sounds like a pretty damn good tiebreaker. So, and he beat Mahomes. Yeah, and Josh Allen. How's, Burrow, the, how's their ranking? Burrow, Herbert, Love, Hurts, Tua. 
I think I agree with that ranking. No, I have Hurts three, Love four. But God, he's, you're just such an Eagles fan. <laughs> it's crazy, actually. Sometimes, but the so uh, Philly in him. No, you're so Philly, bro. <laughs> Stop. The NFL CBS ranking was <laughs> two of five. Hurts four, Burrow three, Herbert two, Love one. <laughs> love one. Love's been playing like one, but I gotta take body of work. Yeah, I agree. Love's I'd, been playing crazy. I been. mean, yeah, he's been playing like Joe Burrow. Now he's kicked. He's been he's been playing up to the standard of Burrow and Herbert, but he's only done it for like eight weeks. And but, I like him. I think he's gonna be good. But just, uh, I mean, the Packers may make him like the highest paid quarterback this offseason already. Whoa! For like two months whoa. of the season, I think they've seen enough to be able to do that. That's I, crazy. I guess. That's, that's I mean, he's insane. a he's a really weird situation. The whole like his contract, but they extended him this past offseason. I think he was under contract for like this year and next year. So like they're just gonna extend him again early to beat the market in 2025. So yeah, it's a interesting one. Well, when you have your guy, you have your guy. Yeah. You're not going to go out and draft a Jordan Love replacement after what he's done. So what the Texans should just pay CJ Stroud right now. That's not how that works. (laughs) They could, if they wanted what they did. Imagine if the Niners had like Jordan Love. I don't know why I said that. Because you're not sold on Purdy. Not anymore. Remember when you asked us if he's MVP? (laughs) Yeah. Week eight. Um, I had this exact discussion on Hogan last night. Want me to regurgitate my thoughts? In a second. Okay. Can you believe the Niners have the best roster in the league? And they traded first-round picks, three of them maybe, for Trey Lance. Mm. That's weird. And they still have the best roster in the league. Like It doesn't matter. I forgot Trey Lance was a thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, we we traded up for the wrong one. Three first round picks. It's okay. Let's trade him. He's on Dallas. Forgot about that. Yeah. Okay, regurgitate. It's what happens when you get rid of bulky. You thrive. It's, you do. Um but I digress. Quickly. I think Purdy Uh oh. He's cooking. I, in my opinion, there's too much of a bad connotation around the game, around the term game manager, which I think that's exactly what Purdy is. But I don't think that's a bad thing to be a game manager. And I think in the Shanahan system, particularly, that's exactly what they need. You need someone that's just going to operate the easy throws and like uh, the design that Shanahan's going to give you. Because if you throw in a guy that's going to add a little more, uh, like Mahomes going to be successful anywhere probably. Yeah, they shouldn't put – I don't think – the but Niners like, would be worse if they had Mahomes. But Trey right. Lance, he's – I, I <laughs> we haven't seen much of Trey Lance, but I don't see him being like a uh, a game manager type. Someone's going to – Yeah, they need to – yeah. So I uh, – But I just think why like, they moved on from him. And, cause, and that's how Purdy's been so successful because he just uh, takes what's given to him and, I don't know, can boss. operate that offense well. I get the pause. It took me a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I, when basically pe- my thoughts summed up. But people start arguing him so much that it, it has to be one or he has to either be elite or a bust. Right. I think he's very in between. Like he's a yeah. solid quarterback. I think he's he could be fine. Good for them for a while because he's, he's exactly what they need. But I don't, I, I definitely disagree with him like being an MVP. What about when it's time to pay him? 
Yeah. They're going to have to move on. They're going to have to just draft a new one. <laughs> they draft them like running backs there. Yeah. <laughs> it's QBU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tough because, like, the quarterbacks, you have to you make them pay. the highest-paid quarterback ever. Yeah. But, like, is he worth it? Can you just replace him? I don't know. I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. I think Cowboys should give Trey Lance a shot. Why? They won't. Because Dak's mid. Dak's good. Dak's good. Actually, won a VP. Did you see? Uh, I only saw like a few seconds of it on like NFL Live today, but the families of Cowboys players are like going at it on social media. <laughs> yeah, Dak Prescott's brother wants him off the team because he deserves better, or because he hates Dak. No, <laughs> no, just saying. He's like a Cowboys fan, <laughs> and it was like Ceedee Lamb's mom, right? Uh, I didn't see. I didn't see. That's that. so. That's so. Ca- <laughs> like that team, that environment just seems so toxic. I made a decision. The Taylor Swift lyric breakdown segment will be next week. I'm not. What? I'm not prepared oh, for it. And tell us if you guys want to hear it. Yeah. True. No. 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 Next no. Week. Don't tell us. It's Please. don't. 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 I beg. It's, <laughs> I'm just sick of people thinking that she's. I'm sick of people bitching. Yeah. If that's where you're getting at. About Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's yeah, been going on all too. season. Like, are are you tired of complaining yet? Don't it's watch. Not going don't to watch. Change. Don't watch. Yeah, what don't dare you not to watch. Like, what do you expect? I want to know what they want, like for what do they want that three those three seconds to be replaced with? Those three seconds that are oh. making like a little girl's or in this me uh, <laughs> day. Little. What do they want that replaced with? A shot of Andy Reid's frozen mustache. I mean, that's cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you're right. That's a bad example. Well, someone in my mentions did say that they would read like if Pacheco like, scores a touchdown, they said show Pacheco's reaction. Instead of Taylor Swift. That's what somebody said. He's probably running back to the bench by the time they're <laughs> done with his celebration. They show his celebration. Yeah. They fit it all in. Whoa. Uh, my bad. Whoa. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So I just want to do a segment that highlights her lyrical genius because she's people think that taylor swift is just shake it off shake it off or bad blood or i knew you were trouble that's not are you still seeing this if you're yeah someone mentioned i had a tweet that actually got picked up probably by swifties and non-swifties when i said what is she doing like can someone please tell me what she's doing wrong because people were bitching about her and I did had takes from everywhere, and I was, and one of them was like, she makes bad music, and I'm like that's just not true. She's a songwriting genius, and I want to show because I'm sure we have listeners that think that way, and I want to prove to you that you're wrong. Um, she's more than just the service level pop songs that you hear on the radio, and I'm sure people are interested in hearing. We haven't what, heard any of those since 2014. What else she has to offer? Those pop songs you mentioned. They're just saying that now because they hate her. Yeah, but what about like they Cruel hate Summer? Her presence. What is Cruel Summer? I hear that on the radio like 10 times a day. Is that like one of the pop songs you think of? No, that's 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 actually better than Shake It Off. or <laughs> Don't be playing Shake It Off. <laughs> <laughs> right, but they, they, they haven't paid attention to Taylor in 10 years. They, they think of her as that. That she doesn't, she doesn't write deep music well, cool yeah. summer's good though they're not fans of her they hate her right and so I pe- you're trying to prove this to 
There are people that are listening Deaf to the po- this pot. No, this podcast right now that I bet think that think Taylor Swift is how I just described her. I think next week we should field voicemails, but they have to be about Taylor Swift, I'm, so you can just fight them. I'm all for that. I would love voicemails of people trying to explain why they don't like Taylor Swift and if they think she makes bad music, tell me why. What have you heard? Because I guarantee you haven't heard what I heard. We will field responses. If you are sick of seeing Taylor Swift on your television during Chiefs game, send us a voicemail of why. If it's because of the music, please go into more detail. <laughs> uh, very specific voicemails. We have reached the rated R segment of this podcast because it's now time for Jack's movie review. And he watched Saltburn. Jack's movie review. You. I can't wait for this. And our audience can't wait for this. They can. This is going to be so good. I can't wait. We uh, taking a sip of water first. This is long. Whoa, this is longest one ever. It's been really hard to not talk to Jack mm. about this because he's wa- he's has seen it now for a few days. Did you rewatch it or no? No. I, I get the gist. I mean, you'll get the gist here. Yeah, and I'm about to get a review, which will. Okay. Okay, Saltburn review. <laughs> Season two of my movie reviews is here. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Although I begrudgingly partake in this segment of our podcast... In the days leading up to watching this, I surprisingly found myself going into it with optimism. Why my uncharacteristic positivity towards this, you ask? I don't know. I knew very little about this film. However, I knew it has gained popularity in the past month or so that it's been released, so maybe my optimism was rooted in blind faith of the general public. Or maybe I'm becoming someone interested in this realm of pop culture. Or maybe a movie critic is my calling and this is the start of a new career for me. Anyway, I digress. I shall now enter my diatribe of salt. <laughs> Long awaited by probably no one. What the heck? Your vocab crazy. So good. <laughs> Alright, the movie begins with Oliver walking into Oxford, narrating the scenes around him. Whether he explicitly said it here or maybe it was implied or maybe revealed in the following scenes, it's known that Oliver is incredibly intelligent and is at Oxford on a scholarship, insinuating he doesn't come from wealth as many of his classmates appear to have. In his opening narration, he says something along the lines of, I wasn't in love with him, but I loved him. Him is Felix, the tall, good-looking, and presumably popular character that the opening scene tends to revolve around... Um. By that line about the love thing, I assume Oliver is gay. Mm. And also assume... Pause. So, by my vague prior knowledge of this movie, as I somehow knew that gay was sort of a theme here. Why, because I recommended it? (laughs) (laughs) No. Maybe. Uh, The first prominent scene I recall is this big opening dinner uh, (laughs) in this large, dark, extravagant room. Great hall. Credit to Eric for describing this movie as gay version of Harry Potter. Uh, as I was also getting Harry Potter vibes from this scene. You've never seen Harry Potter? No, but I know the vibe. Okay. Uh, everyone seems to be having a great time getting along with newfound friends, except for Oliver, 
who is quickly befriended by this socially awkward freak that I don't even remember his <laughs> name. I'll just refer to him as the socially awkward freak. Socially awkward freak introduces himself and insists he asks him a math question as he's a self-proclaimed math whiz. Uh, he makes somewhat of a scene when Oliver initially refuses and then the whole room goes silent. I don't remember anything else notable. Moving on to the next scene of importance, Oliver is in a room meeting slash studying with the professor. Uh, for some reason, another student named Farley enters in enters in a panic because uh, he's late to the meeting. I don't recall all the details from the scene, but the big takeaway is that tension has been birthed between Oliver and Farley for whatever reason. I think Oliver tried to poke holes in his paper or writing style. Next part I recall is Oliver and the socially awkward freak hanging out in the library. Socially awkward freak offers Oliver a candy bar. Oliver declines. Socially awkward freak then bites the candy bar horizontally like a sandwich. Socially awkward freak also tells him that there's a Halloween party that seemingly everyone but the two of them is invited to. It then cuts to Oliver shooting pool and there is a huge party going on right outside the room next door. Such a believable coincidence. Uh, time passes, and Oliver finds Felix in distress with his bike toppled over, whining to himself. Upset that his bike has a flat tire and he'll be late to his class, Oliver offers his bike to Felix. Felix becomes overjoyed, thanks Oliver, and rides away after quickly kissing him on the forehead. Whoa. This raises my sus meter, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but I let it slide as perhaps this is a cultural norm in the UK. <laughs> Next scene, Oliver is back at this bar that every student seems to be at with the socially awkward freak, whom he quickly abandons once Oliver or sorry, once Felix recognizes him and invites him over to their table. Farley is also there too. Uh, he tries to make fun of Oliver, but Felix defends Oliver and apologizes about Farley, who he says is his cousin. Um although they're different races. Uh, the montage then ensues of Oliver and Felix hanging out and becoming best friends. Uh, one clip, they are sitting real close to each other at a party, and Felix whispers eeny, meeny, miny, mo" to decide which girl he's going to take home. Uh, he then decides, kisses Oliver on the head again, and then goes to pursue the girl. My sus meter is definitely picking up signal again. Uh, this connection between Felix and Oliver appears to be heading south as Felix's, I think, girlfriend tells Felix she doesn't like Oliver and everyone thinks he's awkward. And Oliver is eavesdropping on this conversation from like 10 feet behind them, but of course they never catch him. Uh, Felix then abandons Oliver at the bar. Oliver's upset, goes back to his room, hooks up with Felix's, I think, girlfriend as she was presumably blown off by Felix and wants to get back at him. The next scene, Oliver is crying at Felix's door which I thought was because of his remorse for hooking up with his girlfriend, but he then reveals his father had died, which I forgot to mention earlier, but if you watch the movie, you would remember that during the Oliver Felix BFF montage, Oliver says he's an only child and both his parents are alcoholics slash addicts slash drug dealers. Felix then consoles uh, Oliver and it appears the friendship is back on. Felix insists on going home Felix insists that Oliver goes home and being excused from his final exams, but Oliver is steadfast on staying. Uh, they take the exams. Felix then takes Oliver to throw a rock in a creek with his dad's name on as a coping mechanism. Uh, and then there's this big celebratory party. This whole scene made it seem like they graduated, but I think this has just been their first year, which was kind of odd. 
Uh, Felix then invites Oliver to come stay with him and his family for the summer, and Oliver accepts the invitation. Oliver then arrives at Saltburn, the name of the town where his family resides. Uh, he's greeted by the cold butler guy. I forget his name. Uh, Felix apologizes for him and gives an extremely fast tour of the mansion, and I don't remember all the details, but it all sounded pretty nonsensical. Oliver is a little standoffish during this entire scene. Very rich is what I took away from it. Yes, they're very rich. And I think like royalty. King Henry like lived yeah. there or something. Yeah. Um, Felix tells Oliver uh, he has a suit or tux, one of them, to borrow because he says they dress for dinner here. Oliver then goes down to meet the family, passes the sister's room and doesn't say any words to her and just looks at her like a skittish little squirrel and walks into the room where the family is, of course, talking about him and his dead father as soon as he walks in. Farley's also in the room and also lives with them at Saltburn because he's allegedly their cousin. I don't really recall all the details of his backstory, but he's there. Then it kind of feels like a blur. Uh, Oliver still seems standoffish, but then the breaking point occurs when he goes to hang out with Felix Farley and his sister, Venetia, in this cornfield or like wheat field or something. And it was acquired that you must be naked. Yes. The group appears to be enamored by Oliver's supposedly large penis. <laughs> then a montage of the four of them hanging out is shown. Uh, Oliver then spies on Felix pledging himself in the bathtub and then drinks the bathwater. Whoa, whoa. Let's give a little bit more. Nope. That's all scene. I got. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, next, a conversation with Oliver and the mother happens. I don't really recall much other than the mother telling Oliver that the daughter, Venetia, is sexually incontinent, which I had to pause the movie and look up what that meant, which by Google definition, incontinent means having no or insufficient voluntary control over urination or defecation or lacking self-restraint. So it's probably the latter. (laughs) Uh, Then Uh. that night, Oliver finds Venetia outside by herself I think this is the second time he went to visit Venetia at night outside. Uh, and the first time, and the first time, which I think occurs on Oliver's, one of his first nights at Saltburn, she makes a comment that alludes to Felix having a different friend come stay with them last summer. thought that was possibly foreshadowing something. I uh, so the second time, which is now, uh, Oliver tries to riz her up knowing she's sexually incontinent, according to her mother. Oliver is unsuccessful in his advances towards her. They partake in a gruesome affair as Oliver proclaims himself a vampire, and I have no further comment here. He eats... Nope. You're so G. <laughs> he eats her out and while she's on her period, and he gets blood all over himself and likes it. Farley then catches them from his window, and he since he appears to have grown jealous of Oliver's popularity in the house, um, the news then gets back to Felix because Farley told him, we assume, uh, who then acts cold towards Oliver. When Felix asks him about the situation with Venetia, Oliver lies and says uh, she kissed him or something, and he was trying to be polite and gave her a kiss back not to embarrass her. Uh, I don't really remember, but Oliver and Felix's friendship, uh, or, yeah, friendship comes out unscathed from this. And the next night, when Venetia tries to lure Oliver to come outside to meet her, again, he ignores her. The following night, the family hosts a dinner party. Oliver tried to make amends with Venetia. He then goes to Farley and attempts to make a truce with him, sort of. 
they sit next to each other in this big loud room and they are uncomfortably close whispering basically into each other's mouths sus radar up again uh oliver tries to tell uh farley that he's there for him if he needs someone to talk to as he knows what it's like to have uh family issues which i again i don't remember exactly what's going on with oliver's mom or i'm sorry with felix's mom felix's farley's mom yeah farley's mom um but there's another conversation farley has with felix that like he says like he needs more money or help from felix and the family then they hash it out in this uncomfortable situation i don't know anyway back to farley and oliver um they seemingly come out of this conversation on good terms farley insists on oliver singing a karaoke song but it's ultimately a setup to make him look bad as the song goes i love you you pay my rent which is that's what the family is doing as he's basically freeloading off the family living there the whole summer. Good job picking up on these little details. Um, yeah, that was kind of hard not to. The next scene. <laughs> the next scene. I didn't. Which the three of us have already somewhat discussed. Three of us here. Uh, from my point of view, Oliver very clearly rapes Farley. I think Andy disagrees with the ruling of rape. I think Eric rules it as rape, but he thinks Farley enjoyed it. <laughs> Uh, if you enjoy it's not rape but basically <laughs> oliver goes into farley's bedroom that night and jumps on him and threatens him very weird and dark scene the next morning farley and the parents get into an argument and farley is then sent away from Selburn. Oh, whoa, whoa. he threatened him while jerking him off thank you wait oliver it was rape on top of farley spit in his hand rape yeah but Farley was moaning. So. I, see, I just don't. Guess I gotta rewatch that scene. Now the summer is nearing the end, and then the mom wants to have a birthday party for Oliver. Uh, then the morning of his birthday, Felix tricks Oliver as like a birthday surprise into coming for a ride, ultimately surprising Oliver with a trip to see his mother because he wants them to rekindle their relationship. And he was very against it. Uh, he was. They approached the house. And we then figure out that Oliver's mother and father are still alive and both very nice. What the f- And not drug addicts? No. Very normal. Oliver has sisters as well. Oh, my God. Oliver's parents are so excited to see him on his birthday and baked him a cake and had a little party Aww. planned. Oliver fakes a headache and acts very distant toward his parents that are trying so hard to make him happy on his birthday, which this actually makes me quite sad. It was very sad. Uh, we then learn from this scene that Oliver has been living a complete lie to, to, toward Felix and the rest of the family at Saltburn. They drive back to Saltburn. Felix is mad and tells him he needs to leave after uh, his birthday party that night. Party happens. Oliver is portrayed as an outcast once again. Farley shows up in a horse costume. Uh, didn't really understand why, but he basically just mocks Oliver in private and then does cocaine right in his face. Um then they later all sing happy birthday to Oliver and the guests don't even remember his name, which further shows how much of a loser he is. Jeez. Uh, he then, Oliver then tries to find Felix for a while. He eventually finds Felix with, uh, with a girl in the maze. There's a maze in the backyard. Didn't mention that earlier. Uh, they argue, uh, Felix and Oliver argue and are oddly close to each other the whole time, possibly sus, but Felix remains firm in discontinuing their friendship next morning comes and everyone is yelling felix's name and they then find him dead in the maze mm. everyone is terribly upset My boy! as they wait 
as they wait for the paramedics to arrive, they all go in for lunch. Yeah, everyone, uh, can I? Can no, I I'll get there. Uh, everyone is upset at the table, and tensions begin to rise. Oliver tells on Farley to the parents for his drug use at the party that night before, and Farley gets banished from Saltburn, which I thought he was previously banished already after that argument. But anyway, uh, and then a few minutes. Well, yeah, when he was talking to Oliver in the horse mask, he said that's where he was saying that I'll always come back because it's where I live. Okay. I didn't quite understand. Yeah, I didn't quite get, like, how, why was he back? I thought, like, him and the parents. Well, that's what he was saying to Oliver. He was just like, I'll always come back because this is where I live. Mm. So you can't get rid of me that easy. Do better, basically. Yeah. Can yeah. I interject, too? Okay. How about them not showing... Um, the death? Felix's... Yeah. They did not show his body at all, which is weird. They did show me. the body. Bare, like, his he- like his hair. They barely showed his body. Like, I had no idea what happened. I, got, I had a feeling that he was dead, but I wasn't sure. And then when they were talking during lunch, they are talking about, like, moving the body by the window. I, I think I is, should continue. Okay. <laughs> um, so where was I? Oliver tells on Farley to the drug use the party, gets banished from Saltbird. Then a few minutes go by, and they all hear Felix's dead body get wheeled off outside. The funeral happens. Oliver makes disgusting love to Felix's grave. Wait, wait, wait. Are you going to go back to this scene? Yep. Okay. I am. All right. <laughs> um, the, the grave in the dirt that night. That which was wild. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any comment on that. Nothing that was, else? Are you going to re- come back to that one? What? The, the grave? Him, him having sex with the grave? Well, what else is there to say? Oh, my God. I mean, he just, I, that's, that's what happened. That's where we saw his piece. <laughs> and we can agree now that he didn't have a law. <laughs> so he's so he has fully clothed, and he just it looks like he's weeping and mourning on, on Felix's grave. And then I had a feeling it was coming because I I you do this no, <laughs> but like I I don't know why it's not that weird. I don't know why I thought it was coming, <laughs> yeah, well. but I felt like it was coming. He starts taking off his pants. I guess he was like oddly pants. obsessed with them. Like, yeah, okay. I don't know why he did it, but. There's just, I guess there's something sexual in humping the ground. Death. And he was super obsessed with the guy. It was his only friend that he was in love with. Yeah. Love Plus them. he was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah I, I've never seen that in, a, in cinema. Yeah, you can Fucking go. the gravesite. Uh, okay, funeral happens. Dirt. That night, Oliver then finds Venetia in the bathtub. Uh-oh. She's upset and appears to be really mad at him for, I think, taking advantage of their family, freeloading the whole summer. Oliver kind of rizzes her up again for a second, but she comes to her senses and ridicules him more. It then cuts to the next morning, and she is dead in the bathtub, now filled with blood, presumably killing herself. Her funeral happens, and the father uh, afterward is pleading with Oliver to leave Saltburn, but Oliver refuses as he wants to be there emotionally for the mother, whom they kind of... Uh, grown this attachment for each other it's kind of an awkward refusal like bro he owns the house leave right <laughs> but eventually like, oliver's paid off and leaves it's crazy about 10 to 15 years then pass which you can tell the time period they're now in because they are wearing masks quirky little anecdote haha and oliver runs into the mother at a coffee shop he sees in the newspaper that the father has died the mother then invites him back 
to live at Saltburn. The mother then slowly dies as Oliver cares for her. He then reveals on her deathbed that he was responsible for the death of Felix, whom he poisoned that night, and then the death of Venetia, whom he also poisoned her drink the night she died in the bathtub. He also then gets the mother to put him in the will so he can inherit everything the family has in Saltburn, and the scene ends with Oliver ripping out the mother's breathing tubes, and she dies. Movie concludes with Oliver alone in the mansion, dancing naked, full frontal nudity shown, oh, and the end. Nice ass. Yeah. My thoughts. Wait. He killed a girl, too? Yeah. Yeah. Why was she so bloody, then? If it was just... He slit her wrist to make it seem like she slit her own wrists. Okay. I missed that. Okay, you can go ahead. My thoughts. I thought the movie was terrible. <sighs> that sucks. I thought that that's tough. I thought the, I don't like that. I thought the production was terrible. What? What yeah. do you mean the production? What do you mean? I'm going to elaborate. <laughs> I thought the acting was bad on several accounts. I thought the writing was bad as well. <sighs> what the fuck? My first gripe. Why did it feel like a low budget film to me? At oh first, I God. thought they were trying to make it seem like old-fashioned that it took place in the early 1900s, but then in the opening scene, it says something like, Welcome, Class 2006. And I was further bothered by the sprinkles of pop culture references throughout the movie, such as the family watching Superbad and other songs from that time period. My second gripe, I refuse to believe this is realistic at all. There's no way Oliver could have set this up from the start by deflating Felix's tire. How could he have known Felix was going to invite him to stay this summer after he faked his father's death? Uh, how did he know the backstory of Felix's family to know he could easily kill them off one by one and take over their estate? He just assumed they had no other relatives that'd be included in the mother's will. Also, if Oliver was this much of a mastermind, why did he just wait out the father's death for like 15 years? It appears he had such an elaborate plan to take over this estate from the moment he let the air out of Felix's bike tire. Why'd he just stop after <laughs> he got rid of Farley, killed Felix, and killed Venetia? Also, Good point. I don't know the criminal justice system in the UK, but how'd he not get caught killing both Felix and Venetia? <laughs> His DNA had to have been all over the scene of both crimes. Did no one run an autopsy on either of their bodies and see they were poisoned to death? Do coroners even exist in the UK? Oh, man. Next gripe, the writing and acting was corny. Felix's character had so many cringy lines. I feel like they just looked for someone hot for this role, didn't really care about how good an actor they were. Or maybe he's a fine actor. They just had him say the dumbest things sometimes. He's a fine actor. Like the scene where his bike tire was flat was just not believable acting performance, the scene at all. Uh, the scene, yeah, that oh, yeah. scene I sparked agree. my initial feeling that this felt like a low-budget film. Uh, then the mass at the coffee shops also made me cringe. Lame attempt at trying to subtly show time has passed. The what are the coffee shops? They're all wearing masks. I didn't so notice it's like, I didn't notice So it's implied either. like, oh, it's like 2020, 2021 now. Um, the Apple Bottom Jeans song in karaoke was a little. <laughs> like, they're such a proper, like, family. Like, why are they watching Superbad in their, like, I don't know, extravagant living room? Anyway. What should, what should it be? I thought that was a good juxtaposition. Yeah. The what should they be watching? Dumb. I don't know. They want them classical to be watching music. <laughs> classical music. Uh, Beethoven. So the man, also, what was the point of the family eating lunch right after Felix died? That scene was weird and stupid. The father all of a sudden decided to turn mean and bitter during that scene. 
Also, Venetia poured herself a glass of wine and just let it keep filling up and spill over the table. I guess the underlying deeper message here was that maybe they were so wrapped up in their superficial, extravagant lifestyle that they don't know how to or refuse to deal with the emotional distress that common folk go through. I'm assuming that's a takeaway, and to me, it felt like a lame and weird attempt to convey that theme. Stemming from that, uh, I bet the primary motif of this movie was meant to show that the wealthy class in society takes things for granted and doesn't truly live in the real world. Whereas the working class, Oliver, strives every day to achieve the lifestyle of those who have wealth. However, he ends up alone in the mansion at the end, and despite him appearing to be happy, the viewer has such a negative disposition towards his deranged mind that maybe we are meant to be swayed into being more appreciative of what we have and less driven to the materiality and lack of genuineness that wealth to that degree coincides with. But taking off my movie expert hat, the movie sucked and I hated it. I'm going to rate it a 2 out of 10. It gets one point because it kept my attention for most of the movie. And it gets another point because I'm obsessed with the catchy song at the end. Ever since I watched this Friday, it's been in my head, on loop in my head. I've been listening to it nonstop. Haven't been this obsessed What's with the, the song, song at least in four years. I don't remember. Uh, Murder on the Dance Floor. Can we play it, please? Uh, but please, for the love of God, give me a better movie to watch next time or else I don't know if I could do this anymore at the end. Wow. But please play that song. I think on the do way you like over the song because it brings you back to the him dancing naked no i just Sus. I, it's so catchy on the way over here i think i listened to it like four times oh, whoa, 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 you don't like whoa. that no 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 i just no, want no, to get no, to no, the no, no, no. <laughs> sorry um they're playing skate city <laughs> i'm trying to uh <laughs> so good. I'm trying to find a. Uh, I think it'd be funny to re- to compare Jack's review to like a critic review that may have called it good movie. That sucks. That that like it was so bad that you don't even like it made you hate the segment. It, yeah. I thought it was interesting and like especially the scenes that were like jarring was good I don't yeah know. As, as far as cinema goes there were some things in there that I haven't ever seen a movie do yeah I've never seen someone sip someone's bath water after they jack off into it but to me it felt awesome. like they were trying too hard to be edgy and it I don't know I just wasn't buying into it I tried to like it. As I said in the beginning, I went into it optimistically. I wasn't just negative about the whole time. Like I didn't predetermine I was going to hate it. I just didn't like it. I didn't take it as them trying to be edgy. I took it as they really made Oliver this super obsessively gay character that most people in real life probably aren't like that. Yeah. That obsessive. I hope. Um, God, this song rules. Dahmer. Dahmer would be close. Because he basically yeah. he basically did that. <laughs> Didn't he eat them too? Yeah, he ate them. He raped them, ate, killed them, ate them. So, yeah, Oliver is Dahmer. 
Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to compare Jack's rating t- review to... This is very short. You can turn this on. Helps you read. 8 out of 10. Cannot stop thinking about it. It's been... This is Jack's alter ego. <laughs> it's yeah. been 24 hours since I saw this film and I cannot stop thinking about it. Loved it. I want to watch it again to catch all the things I missed the first time. This story has been told before with varying degrees of success. I got strong bride sh- bride shed revisited vibes and completely agree with another review saying this film is the love child of the talented Mr. Ripley and call me by your name. Whoa. You just Relax. mentioned that earlier. This version is exquisitely shot. Although at times I found the dialogue a little clunky. The close-ups of Barry felt jarring, but that's the whole point. I found myself strangely... Who's Barry? Maybe it's an actor's name. Oh, okay. I think it was Oliver. I found myself strangely fixated on Oliver as he became more fixated on Felix and his family. At first, I thought there weren't any layers to peel back to unpack in this story, but the more I think about it, the more layered the performances are. Definitely requires a rewatch. I'd recommend this if you liked Midsommar or feel like a disturbing story where the viewer is the voyeur, or if you just want to see what all the fuss is about. I hated Midsommar. This was better than Midsommar. I don't know that one. I know you don't. Yeah, that shouldn't be a surprise. Another one says, this movie will take you some places you didn't know you wanted to go. I think that's what I, that's what I would say. Because it was something you couldn't really predict? Yeah. So when I was watching it, I lost interest because I thought it was just a, like you said, I thought it was a weird movie just doing weird things to uh, make a splash and just be Mm -hmm. weird just for the sake of being weird. So I was like, okay, there's going to be no payoff here. And then once the twist happened to where, so I started paying less attention to the point where I'd never caught on to the twist that the twist was coming. The twist meaning Oliver has a normal family. Like not, no, that oh. that Oliver Was killed them all. Everybody. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, and once I saw that, my mind was blown because I was like, "Fuck! I wish I paid more attention during the movie. Maybe I would have caught on to it." So then I had to rewatch it and pick up on the little things. Once I knew, once the twist happened, I love twists in movies. So I was like, "Oh, okay. This is actually this actually might be good." So then I rewatched and appreciated it a little more, and. I did enjoy the weird scenes like because I've never seen anyone like hump a graveyard or <laughs> yeah and I've never seen anyone drink the bath water um, as it was draining down that was hot not really uh, did you find those unrealistic do you think anyone would ever do that yeah because we, we just talked about Dahmer like eating people yeah um, so I would give it I think some people would drink some a celebrity's bath water People actually say that all the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> I drink her bath water. So yeah, that that is what that would look like. Um, the slurps were like, kind of made me cringe. Yeah. Yeah, he got in there. He even went inside the hole. Uh, the drain, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I'd give it probably, probably is around seven for me. Yeah. What kind of movie do you want next? Something good. I can't. You gave Jurassic Park like a five, so that's gonna be tough. Something sports. Gauge. No, come on. Sports movies aren't critically acclaimed. Why? 
You can watch sports movies on your What's own What's the time. best? I the the best sports movie. I probably haven't seen it. I don't know. I probably haven't seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen all the like the good football ones. Just like, seen Coach Carter. You like basketball? I haven't seen. I don't even. I don't think I know that. Who's in it? It's uh, Samuel Jackson. Mm. He's a basketball coach for a couple of guys that are underprivileged. It's one of those movies. Yeah, I just want something good. Boys in the Hood is a good movie. I should give him a black. I think I seen that. (laughs) I think I seen seen that. Boys in the Hood. Radio. Like radio. (laughs) What's the? It came out like 2015 with like Ice Cube and. Is that what we're talking about? Boys that, in the Hood? Is that? Is Cuba Gooding Jr. Do you like twists? Sure. Okay, unless I get a better offer on Discord. Oh, you have one in mind? Yeah, I, th- I want. I kind of want him to watch Shutter Island. Am is, I going to like it? Do you know it? Yeah. Am I going to like I it? I think you'll like it. It's a little drags for me, but... Right. There's a there's a payoff. I'm surprised you've seen it. Really, I've seen it like multiple times. What? Why? It just it comes on uh, TV sometimes. Wow. Not that I have cable, but I have Directv Stream, so they have all the TV stations. And sometimes, if I see a movie that I actually like, I'll sit and watch it. Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm holding okay. off on giving you and Mark Ruffalo. My favorite movie, well, the movie I've seen the most, which I, it would just be for self. It would just be for my personal gain because I would love to hear you review Twister. Um, Is there a twist in it? No, because <laughs> I've seen it so many times and it's like, that would be for personal reasons. But it's not popular enough? I don't think it's, it was popular in the 90s, but I don't know if it's popular enough these days. And it doesn't have like a huge, it's just a really cool movie about tornadoes. And chasing tornadoes. I think I'd like it. Really? Yeah. I think you would too. Can I have like one sentence about Shutter Island? Um, yeah, I'll read you the uh, tagline. Okay. Or it's Leonardo DiCaprio, so you know it's good. Eric said that. Snail. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's good. He's great. Shutter Island. Teddy Daniels and Chuck something. What the heck? Read all. Read all. Read all. Didn't know your phone was voice command. Why isn't it doing that? Read all. Shutter Island. Eight point two out of ten on IMDb. Yeah. Huh. Are you on IMDb? Yeah, I can read it. Is it's it letting you click read all? I'm not on IMDb, but <clears throat> I am now. Oh no, it's not. The fuck. <laughs> But you can read the Google one. What's the Google one say? The implausible escape of a brilliant murderess brings U.S. Marshal Teddy Daniels and his new partner to Ashcliff Hospital, a fortress-like insane asylum 
located on a remote windswept island. The woman appears to have vanished from a locked room, and there are hints of a terrible deeds committed within the hospital walls. As the investigation deepens, Whoa. Teddy realizes. Hold on, it's not a spoiler, right? No, because the difference between like plot and what it what actually happens. No, there's only one sentence left. Okay. Teddy realizes he will have to confront his own dark fears if he hopes to make it off the island alive. It's a thriller, psychological thriller. It's so good. Can we watch as a group? Sure. <laughs> I might be into it. Pick a movie night. I can't. I This won't be done by next pod next week. I can't. That's fine. We in, don't have enough to in, talk about. In two weeks. Yeah. It, I'll have it. Awesome. I feel bad for letting you down this past one. It's all right. Maybe Shutter Island's a good one. I didn't mind it. I didn't hate it like Jack. It's also culturally relevant right now. Like people are talking about it. That's why I thought I'd be more into it. I don't we know. tweet about it. Now I you can tweet join the it? conversation. Probably no. a little late. I'd eat, rather eat the rich. Talk about it Oliver, quick. He ate the rich. I wish we found out what happened to, with his relationship with his parents. Great point with the dad. Like, why didn't he just kill the dad too? Right. Why do you have to wait for a decade and a half? Because he got paid off. I guess, but <laughs> his ultimate goal is to get that, the money, their inheritance. Like, why not just keep going on his, on his plan? I might, I missed the part where he uh, put himself in the will, her will. Yeah, that was kind of like quickly at the end. Like when he was like... I, I saw the part in the coffee shop on the computer, but it was right. just like JavaScript. Yeah, and then like did he like... It was just like code. Did he plan for that to happen? Is it just by happenstance the mother walked into the coffee shop or was that all part of his big elaborate oh, plan? Like I, did he just get lucky that he ran to the mom? I wouldn't doubt that he planned that. Yeah, he planned the meeting as well. It's just, so then why could he kill the dad? Why do you have to wait for so long for the dad to die? No, we don't know what he did in between that. Right. With the well, like what he did with the money between that time period and the coffee yeah, shop. Yeah, I don't know. There's a whole like area of the movie that we don't know. <laughs> so it did leave you with uh, several questions, but for what it was, I enjoyed it. They could definitely make a second one. It kept me. It it kept me through the movie. You kidding? I'm not. Saltburn 2? What? You want to see that? No, but what I think they, they could definitely make a second one, no doubt. What would it be about? Just life after, like him living in this estate and then something By himself. Happens. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they can... He's naked run, the whole movie. They can just run with that and something could happen. He could maybe die at the end. I don't know. Or he could... Oh, no. Would you watch it? I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I think I would. That's amazing. All right, I win. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Shout out for you if you listened. Um, man, it's only Tuesday. We got a lot of week before football. I don't know what to fill these days with anymore, but it is. Uh, it has been the gym lately. Andy said it's going to be alcohol soon. He cannot wait. I do like that non-alcoholic beer, but I won't be getting any. Until next time, this has been Dunn and Drew, baby. Go Lions. Go Chiefs and a Jack.